Firefly. It's one of the greatest shows ever. I would like to start off with some completely off-topic discussion. The wood does not endorse stealing. Oh my god, this man is brilliant! I wanted to slot that girl right there. So he is a criminal mastermind. Have you never heard of Muggle Quidditch? Yes. It's not fiction in terms. You have two seekers and someone who is in gold boxer shorts and a yellow tank top, and that person is the snitch. And just where do you have to grab them? I have a quote that I like. I just have to find it. There are pictures of me playing Quidditch. She seemed almost normal at that point. What, like a real girl? I'm going to go question the buffet table. Okay, Dalek in the corner. And let us welcome Scott to the call. Oh, he's not here yet. You know what? How I was saying that Skype sucks? I mean, at least now we know that we're not delusions of your subconscious. The last place I worked with sulfuric acid and it destroyed all of my shirts and my pants and I'm there walking around in my boxer shorts. But I'm wearing a lab coat, so it's okay and no one noticed. I've told you my problem with sticking things up my nose, right? Well, I think anybody who has the normal amount of strength should be able to throw a computer across. <laughs> I just mix up words because I can. Not with hair gel, no, never. Yes, and she gets to get all prettied up and go shoot inanimate objects. Or animate objects sometimes. That sounds like a date. Is it weird that I actually understand what you just said? <laughs> Not that very many distinguished actresses have gone through that show. That is careful thoughtful writing to not piss people like me off. So is she really a ballerina? Shocking lapse of safety standards in the future. <laughs> what are you, OSHA? The human body can be drained of blood in 8.6 seconds. Mark Shepard explains his plan to take over TV. GS is reading GQ, let's just make that clear. She just has the right touch of crazy. Your clothes disintegrate. You admitted it. Uh, I admit nothing. I refuse to be dignified. I learned that little tidbit from Ryan. I hate Romo Lampkin. We've been having to dissect a cat. Unless that's a spoiler that he's not on the show. Back to remember. <laughs> they forgot how to be cows. And I love that Badger has a flamingo pin on during that whole thing. I was almost the pink Power Ranger. I was never allowed to watch Power Rangers. With the pillow? Pain is scary. To yeah. cause confusion and lawlessness is Jane's most treasured dream. Jane, the man they call Jane. This Jane has a name. Her name is Vera. Catherine, are you a warrior woman? It's exactly the feel of the Old West, only with spaceships. He's literally on acid the entire time. He forgot about the weird alien cow thing. And the mustache. We are so crazy. Anyway, yeah, back anyway. to the right show. I don't know. I'm still new to this whole podcasting thing. You'd have to ask the veterans over here. Uh, oh, no, I know. Ryan would tell you to move the laptop two inches to the left and rotate it five degrees. Oh, and just stand on your polarity. Since my laptop sound is no longer working right now, I'm using my uh, fancy new desktop that I built. So I wouldn't be able to move that very well. Mike would be disappointed. <laughs> I was just thinking about, I was thinking about the, the, the conversation about the across the room. Well, I think anybody who has the normal amount of strength should be able to throw a computer across the room. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you? Well, I could move it pretty easily. I just spent a lot of money on it, so I don't really want to. I got You're... my desktop for free. Yay, free. I got my laptop for free. Free is good. They Very broke my good. old one. Free is better than not free. Yes. Unless it's free. Unless it's free because you stole it, kids. Bovoa does not endorse stealing. Oh, my. It was an old computer at my father's work, and it was running Redbox, and I wanted to run Ubuntu. So, Red Hat, not Redbox. Thank you. I was starting to wonder what that Redbox was. Redbox is a DVD rental thingy. I mixed them up. Yeah.
Are we ready, guys? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me get confirmation that we are actually on the call, or well, we're on the call, that we're recording the call. Getting confirmation that we're on the call is pretty good, too. I mean, at least now we know that we're not delusions of your subconscious. (laughs) Oh, no more delusions. I'm done with delusions. Okay, he says we are recording, so we're good to go. I would like to start off with some completely off-topic discussion. I am in my 30s. I have never, ever had a credit card. The other day, I signed up for my very first one. Yay! Congratulations. Don't congratulate me. It's for (laughs) JCPenney. I needed clothes. I I just got a new job, for those of you who haven't heard. This is my second week, and I needed to upgrade the wardrobe a little bit, because at the last place I worked with sulfuric acid, and it destroyed all of my shirts and my pants, and I'm there walking around in my boxer shorts, but I'm wearing a lab coat, so it's okay, and no one noticed. However, can't do that at this place. I needed some new clothes, and I went and spent like almost $500 on pants and shirts and stuff. And they said, you can save 20% if you sign up for a JCPenney card today. And I said, 20% out of 500. Yeah, that's a good deal. I should do that. So I did. And I now have a credit card. Yay. Yay. (laughs) There was much rejoicing. And there was much rejoicing. Anybody else got anything? I'm captain of my Quidditch team. Yes. Explain. 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 (laughs) Okay, Dalek in the corner. No, have you never heard of Muggle Quidditch? Yes. It's not fiction in terms. No. Well, no. no. Land Quidditch. Yeah. It's not Land Quidditch, it's collegiate. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, my my college has a Quidditch team. We have. Would not Land Quidditch be basketball? It's no, not there are no brooms in basketball. We we actually have brooms. Like we we run around with brooms. Um, yeah, are we you look playing, like dorks. But are, are you playing by intercollegiate standard rules? There are intercollegiate standard rules for <laughs> Muggle Ground Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. There's this huge league, and every year there's a uh, there's a Quidditch finale. Oh, it's, hello, Morgan. I can hear you. Where is it? Where is the intercollegiate finale? It's somewhere out east. It's like at Penn State or something. I'm not sure. We have a, a like a couple tournaments at some other colleges in our state, but we aren't going to travel too crazy far. Yeah, my college has a team. I know UCLA has a team. The New York Harry Potter meetup group called the Group That Shall Not Be Named has a team. So everyone everyone has Quidditch teams now. So how, how awesome. do you do Quidditch on the ground? Yeah, like, do you how- just... How do you, you do? Do you have a seeker? Hands. You, so you, you have a seek. You have two seekers and a and someone who is in like gold boxer shorts and a yellow tank top, and that person is a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> and just where do you have to grab them? <laughs> just like, is it like a naked Quidditch match where Drago wanted to grab Harris? Yes. No, no, it's flag football style. You, they have little tags that you rip off. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> there, there, there must be video of this. There is. There's, there's lots of video of Quidditch. I have played. Yep, there, there are bludgers and beaters. Yep. There are pictures of me playing Quidditch. Where? Link us. On my Facebook. So, I mean, go go to my Rockstack the Third album. <laughs> and there are, like, tons of pictures of me playing Quidditch. I I'm actually p- wearing my Quidditch shirt today. Yay, Quidditch. I learned the most excellent thing today. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. the snitch is a person. 
Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> the Pufla Exchange was our last best hope for conversation. We failed. But in season three, it became something greater. Our last best hope for entertainment. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. And welcome back to the Poofu Exchange. This is season three. I'm Deathroll. I'm PS. This is where the rest of you guys introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm Cat. <laughs> I'm, I'm Scarlet. Bob. I'm Rosie. Bob, Scarlet, you want to try again? I'm Bob. I'm Scarlet. Yay. Those were the Ravenclaws. <laughs> it's an interesting mix tonight. We do not have any Gryffindors. Is that correct? I'm no. not a Gryffindor. No one's a Gryffindor on this podcast. Okay. Nope. Well, that's a shame. But we are here to talk about Firefly, which is a wonderful series by Joss Whedon. Firefly is one of the greatest shows ever. Just ask any fan. And we are all so very upset that Fox canceled it without even airing a full season. There's a lot of fan support for the series, so much so that they made a movie, a feature-length movie called Serenity, which we will also be discussing tonight. And... That's just unheard of. Cancelled series don't get movies made about them. And I think it really says something special about the fans, that they're just that crazy that they would go to the effort of circulating petitions, getting people involved, and essentially demanding that this movie be made. I know there was some recent discussion about getting more about yeah. trying to buy the rights back from Fox and getting more because Nathan Fillion says that he would very much like to do more. Most definitely. Is anyone here also a fan of Castle starring Nathan Fillion? No, because uh, I don't have cable. Oh, I'm very sorry. You, you can pick up the DVD sets fairly cheaply, but for the Halloween episode, he actually dressed as a space cowboy. He was playing Mount Reynolds. <laughs> it was. Was great. I saw that it, clip. It was great. It wasn't precisely the same costume, but it was similar enough that, you know, it was definitely an homage to himself, his own character. Gotta love it. I saw something interesting recently. Apparently, the catalyzer from some of the later episodes was on the shelf of his office there for that episode. Oh, that's awesome. Catalyzer, the kettle. What is the catalyzer? Oh, oh in the, the episode, he gets shot. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh, that's Out funny. of gas? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Oh goodness. <laughs> I, I love it. There's also there's a I mean there's a ton of fan stuff going on with Firefly, like the medical plane thing that they built in REL. The fans found it in a scrapyard and pitched in and they all bought it and they restored it or are restoring it currently. Oh, that's cool. I love it. I love fans. We are so crazy. We are the, the best silly- people. The things that we do from building replica vehicles to adapting fantasy sports to be able to play (laughs) in our own world. Not not that anyone here does that. No, of course. But, you know, we're just so passionate about the universe that somebody creates that we devote ourselves to it that much. I think we are all seriously in need of psychological help. (laughs) Well, 
If I had the money, I'd probably get a house made. That's pretty much a replica of Serenity. So I would definitely have to agree with you there. Very nice. That's awesome. So you're like one of these people who has a movie theater built in their home that's a replica of the bridge from the Starship Enterprise. I might be if I had more money, but yes, probably. That's awesome. Have you ever seen any of the pictures of, of those mocked up sets and stuff? They've got the captain's chairs right there with the spot for the popcorn and the, the view screen is, is the, the movie screen. It's a phenomenal waste of money. <laughs> But if you have the money to waste... If you have it to waste, waste, you know, there's plenty of honest contractors who need the work, carpenters and the like, so, you know, by all means, spend it. They'll put the money to better use. I'd just like to talk for a little bit about the world building of Firefly. It's set in our own timeline, an indeterminate point in the future. Old Earth has been used up. We've used up all the resources that this planet has to offer us, and we've moved off into other planets in the galaxy... I get the sense that we've pretty much explored most of it, and there's really the fringe parts of it that are left. We didn't look just for planets that were like Earth. We developed terraforming technology, and we made the galaxy adapt to us instead of adapting to our environment. And as a result of this, every terraform planet has some problem with it. There's a miner's lung or, or whatever it is that you get on uh, that one planet. I mean, there are a few planets that are appropriate for us to, to live on, but by and large, not. We've spread out across the galaxy, as I said, and we have not yet encountered alien life, which is very interesting. Well, it seems to me, sorry, it seems to me more like we all moved to one solar system with dozens of planets. I guess we would have chosen a specific one for that, but it seems to me, at least, it's everything is takes place in one solar system. I feel like maybe the central planets are, but I feel I think it's bigger than one solar system. Yeah, solar system seems kind of small for the world that you get a picture of. And how far the distances they seem to travel, like, not all that close. Yeah, it takes them a week to go from point A to point B. I guess. I don't know, just me, I guess. No, no, it definitely makes sense. I, I think closer to the core of the galaxy, you're right, there are multiple planets in a solar system that have been terraformed, but you also have to consider that the conditions that do support life on this planet are, are very fragile. If we moved a little bit closer or a little bit further away from the sun, we would have either too much solar energy or not enough solar energy to keep our environment habitable. Yep. So there's only so much that we can work with out there. But no, definitely, you're, you're right. It seems like if we co- moved on to colonize Mars, it would be entirely artificial and we could set up solar magnifiers or what have you, or, or reducers if we moved on to Venus, you know, what, whatever it may be. We know quite a lot about technology at this point in time. I mean, hell, terraforming planets. That takes a little bit of technological know-how. And spaceships that take a week going from planet to planet. So, I mean, it's not exactly something that we have. And to go along with this idea of settled space, you know, there's the core planets, and then there's the major setting, which is out on the galactic frontier, the fringe. And it's a very similar feel to the Old West. You know, this is the edge of civilization. Out here, it's just you and your gun. You gotta find a job, you gotta keep it, you gotta do work... And at the end of the day, you keep flying. Or in the terms of the Old West, at the end of the day, you keep riding. And if you did that, it's a good day. Sometime back, a few years in the timeline here, there was a galactic civil war. The alliance of blah, 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 whatever the name is, uh, versus the independence. And it was basically to establish a galactic republic 
Uh, I don't think it's necessarily an empire. I don't know if we get too much insight into the system of government necessarily. There's like a Senate, Congress type entity. I don't remember that. Well, I know there are mentions of like senators. They reference Congress. Who was um, Inara's client in that one episode? She was like a government something. Yeah, she was yeah. a congressperson-ish type. Yeah, but I thought that was just a local planetary official. Oh, maybe. But well, if, if there wasn't a congress, who would be in charge of the military? The military. <laughs> well, I know in uh, the movie, at least, they do make a direct reference to the Senate at the beginning. Okay, well, that's a very good thing to remember. Thank you, Bob. I didn't actually get around to rewatching Serenity for tonight's podcast. I barely finished rewatching the episodes, but I saw Serenity not all that long ago. Oh, and as a side note, just the other day I went out and picked up some of the comics. I got the background of Shepard Book and another one called No One Left Behind. I haven't even opened them yet, but they look very, very interesting. I would like to know more about Book. It's such a shame that we didn't get to know him very much. I mean, there's all these tantalizing hints about his character. I know. I think everyone wants to know more about Book. (laughs) Be nice if they address that if they ever make new episodes. Is Ron Glass still alive? Can he revive the character? Let's see. I think he's... I'm sure he's not dead. I'm not dead! You'll like the comic death. I have it somewhere around here. I don't quite know where, but it's good, and it does go into his character a bit more. Addresses a lot of the stuff that we keep hearing about in interviews. Good, good. Okay, according to Wikipedia, Ron Glass is 65 years old, and I don't know how good his health is, but 65 is fairly young. He's still acting. He's still acting? Yeah. Good deal. I'll check that out more later. So anyway, uh, what were we saying? Ah, uh, yes. The the future, it's the future, and yet it's the past. It literally is a space western. It's just, it's exactly the feel of the Old West, only with spaceships. They still use projectile weapons. I, I don't see a whole lot of lasers. There's horses. There's cattle. Cattle that needs to be transported. <laughs> <laughs> the future of our timeline English speaking society and Mandarin speaking society are the most powerful ones and they survived through the ages and English and Mandarin have sort of merged and everyone speaks both fairly fluently and I've noticed that characters will start in one and slip into the other and I know on the part of the actors it must have been a lot of takes to get that perfect and I I like how most of what's said in Chinese is not really appropriate for (laughs) (laughs) yes yes there is that that is the way to get around the censors is you know you gotta swear you swear in Chinese and there's some very interesting ones too that they don't go for the uh, cheap little everyday ones I I don't remember a specific one but I think there was something about elephant diarrhea or something (laughs) so yeah they're good the one that I really remember is Maymay, which is little sister. Wasn't one of them uh, something like Mary and all her wacky nephews? I think oh, yeah. that was one of Wash's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Personally, I'm a fan of stupid inbred sack of meat. I've got a wonderful list of phrases and the Chinese pronunciations. We can amuse ourselves and the listeners by trying to say them, if we so wish. Let's see, where did our chat window go it's disappeared on me <laughs> somebody say something in the somebody group somebody say something where is it 
Um, Did it not pop up? It's not popping up. I see the, at the bottom of the screen, there's a little speech bubble. If you click on that, it shows the... Oh! <laughs> this new Skype, this newfangled Skype. Okay, here's the link, and it's... Uh, let's see if I can open this. It's best uses of Chinese profanity, and let's see. Buntianxiong. Open safari. Duidero. Stupid inbred sack of meat. Fifidupian. Baboon's asshole. Oh, I love the picture of Jane. Oh, with his hat. His very cunning hat. Oh my god, that hat. I love that hat. Man, to walk down the street in that hat. He is a crazy guy. He's not afraid of anything. Well, how is it that, like, like, because Ron Weasley in the movies has a hat like that, and he looks like yes. He's a, yes. He, he looks like an idiot, and Jane looks like a badass. <laughs> Ron Weasley is not cop. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so our first episode, Serenity. It is Serenity, right? Yeah, the yes. first episode, Serenity. <laughs> That'd be very I'm goofed up by the fact that the movie is also called Serenity. I know when PS was putting a schedule together, it drove her crazy. She's like, how do I differentiate these things? I can't do it. I'm so confused. I've got to say, though, whatever you do, do not go by IMDb's order because that's the order Fox aired it in and makes no sense whatsoever. As Aaron would remind us, Wikipedia knows all. Serenity is... The episode where we meet everybody because everyone needs to get a ride to somewhere. And we pick up all of these very interesting people. Got me a boatload of terribly strange folk making my life a little more interesting than I generally like. Malcolm Reynolds is our captain. His first officer is Zoe. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I need this man to tear all my clothes off. Pilot is washed. This is a fertile land and we will thrive. We will rule over all this land and we will call it this land. Jane is there as well. We're just happy to be doing good work. Kaylee. Kaylee. I'm shiny. Can't be okay. Anybody else on crew at that point in time? Or is it nope. just five nope. of that? So it, it opens with the Civil War. Oh, yes, yes. See, I, I took all of my notes on characters, not episodes. <laughs> Figured I'd change it up a little bit. Somebody who oh, wait, took did you... the episode, start us off. So it starts with very basic opening war scene they you know there are people shooting at each other and oh i didn't get to try chinese oh go ahead ps shunsheng da gawan that's holy testicle tuesday (laughs) 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 all right so we start off with a very basic it it, it's almost like a civil war like scene where well, the American Civil War, what I'm, I'm saying. It's, it, it almost looks like something that you would see off of the History Channel, that you're watching behind the line as, you know, people are firing at each other, and they're very clearly losing, and people are dying. I actually had that comment earlier today. I was thinking about what to talk about tonight, and I actually did draw an analogy to the Civil War. You've got the Alliance, or the North, which is very well... Well, I don't want to say well-organized, but they're better equipped. They have more resources, and the independents or the Confederacy, half the time they're on patrol, they don't have bullets in their guns. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching it that Mal very much reminded me of a Confederate that went west post-war. 
There is a great line in this scene. He's talked about talking to a younger guy, and the guy is kind of panicking about the fact that they're losing the war. And Mel goes to him, "We're not gonna die." Because like, why? It's like because we are so damn pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we are just too pretty for God to let us die. Huh? Look at that chiseled jaw. Huh? Come on. Yeah, because we're just too darn cool. <laughs> Mal, Mal is a great character. He he is his own man. He knows what he's all about, and he doesn't put up with guff from anybody. I mean, he he's very... He reminds me so much of Han Solo, the rogue character with a heart of gold. You know, he's a guy who's not afraid to shoot first. He's going his own way, and he, he doesn't want to answer to anybody. Yeah, kind of the guy that, like, you know he has something in his past, but he's never going to talk about it. He was in the war. His side lost. May have been the losing side. Still not convinced it was the wrong one. I don't really see him being too bitter about that. I mean, he's he's bitter, but it's not really affecting him because he's been able to buy this ship and go out on the fringe and be his own commander and, and live his own life the way he chooses to. Yeah. yeah. And then, so... Ah! Ah! Dog! <laughs> <laughs> I just got attacked by a poodle who spilled my Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's my leather jacket. Oh, oh no. That that burns. Once we kind of established that the independents or brown coats as they are more commonly known lost the war because the independents drew out and or drew back and then it was kind of fairly obvious that they weren't going to win. We cut to several years later where there is a blonde man at a console playing with dinosaurs. I think we should call it your grave. Oh, I love that scene. Wash's dinosaurs are awesome. The crew is, we meet Jane without really any formal introduction. Here's a little concept I've been working on. Why don't we shoot her first? We have Zoe, who is, was in the scene with about the Civil War. Now we have a boat full of citizens right on top of our... Stolen cargo. And we have Mal, and they are taking something from another ship. There, there really is no subtle introduction to Jane. You just no. sort of have to go with it. <laughs> you know, that's Jan's character, though. He's he's uncomplicated. He's very rough around the edges. We're just happy to be doing good work. But Jane's awesome. I love Jane. I'm not really sure you could get much more subtle in introducing Jane than this. For him, it's pretty subtle. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still trying to deal with it's- dog. Thing. The dog thing. The dog thing. Is that like a Skype thing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, crazy excitable dog. He, he's a puppy, I know, and he's very excitable, but that was good beer. Oh, well. I will go back to talking about Firefly. Where were we? What were we saying? We're talking Jane. about Jane Yay, and the Jane. fact that they're, they're stealing something from the ship, but we don't know what at this point. Hmm. See, I'm not remembering the, this episode necessarily. You don't remember this episode? <laughs> no, what the um, hell were they salvaging? The it. They, um, it, we, was, we didn't find out. It was food. We, we don't find out until the very end of the episode when Patience opens it and bites into it. And it turns out to be like it's it, it's basically like a food loaf, <laughs> which I can't imagine is very tasty. I was gonna say I didn't remember it being food. I thought it was just bought like blocks of stuff. 
No, it's a it's a block of food. Okay. And nice. and Mal remarks, one of those will feed a family for a month longer if their uh, the parents don't fancy their kids. Remember, Elvish way bread. One small bite is enough to fill the stomach of a grown man. How many did you eat? Four. Or something to that effect. Well, I guess the next thing that happened was the Alliance stumbled upon them. Yes, the Alliance came along because one of their passengers uh, was not exactly what he thought, yes? No, this would be the Alliance coming along because they just happened to be in the area. They saw the wreckage of the ship they were salvaging. Oh, from. yes, yes, that, that. Sorry, I took the headset off for a second. We're not that far ahead. Okay. <laughs> Very. You never know. You never know. Looks like Scarlet drop. Oh god, she's singing in the group chat. <laughs> ninety-nine reavers in the ship. Ninety-nine reavers in the ship. Take one down. Pass it around. Ninety-eight reavers on the ship. <laughs> That's horrible. What? <laughs> we'll increase by one instead of going down. No. <laughs> <coughs> she didn't want to sing the theme song. That's for next time. I love the theme song. The theme song is so great. It Just is. I love the music. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It is, but I, I love the, the lyrics of it, and it really goes back to what I was talking about before, about freedom and independence. You can't take the sky from me. As long as I got yeah. my ship, I am free. Yeah, I like that. I, I really do. The, the The music is just so very haunting, and it, it it's from Mal's point of view. He he lost the war. He lost his ideological struggle, mm. at least on the big scale. But personally, he can still live his life the way he wants to live it on his own terms. And so Mal tells Wash, who is apparently the person who pilots the ship, to shut their ship down so they the Alliance can't spot them. And then we get to meet. My favorite character of this entire series, which is Kaylee. Kaylee is she's my favorite too. Awesome. Kaylee is great. She she is so freaking awesome. She's the ship's mechanic, and and she just has this knack for engines. I love the introduction that we get in Out of Gas, and Mal originally <laughs> yes. hired this other mechanic, and he picked up girl on the planet they were on and he's banging her under the engine because engines make her hot and I, I, and they're discussing the problem and Mal's like, you stop banging your little hussy and you fix that engine. Well, I can't fix it. It's impossible. And she just pipes up, oh no, it's not. I saw it when I was down on my back just now. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee just, she's so plain spoken. She doesn't have a single bone of guile in her body. She is just so innocent. I, I love it. I love that about her. And Well, I mean, like, her innocence is so reflected by the nameplate on her door to her little quarters. Yeah, yes. so cute. It looks like a three-year-old. I mean... It does. It's yeah. it's the sort of thing a kid would have on their door. Does anyone else even have a nameplate? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I looked and nobody else... I don't think anybody else even has decorations. She has fairy lights on her door. Yep. You can also see it on her uniform with the teddy bear patch she has on her knee. I think it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when she gets offered the job, she says, I gotta go ask my mom and dad. I know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> she is so sweet. So, they try and trick the Alliance, but they figure out that there is a firefly trying to take stuff off the ship. Captain, we're humped. So they launch something that makes it sound like a ship is far off in distress. Yeah, they fake a distress call. I think what it was is like they had that set out there. So in case 
they got caught, they would have something ready to distract them with, if I remember right. Yeah, it's a satellite. They have access to all those satellites. Okay, I have a suggestion. Rather than going episode by episode, let's switch up and, and do it a different way, because okay. nobody seems to want to talk about episodes. Okay. And um, maybe we won't be here until midnight. That Well, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, midnight my time? Yeah. <laughs> midnight your time might be just about to wake up to go to work. Ew. Yeah, I get up around 4.30 every day, so it's not fun. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been waking up before my alarm for the past week and a half. My subconscious is like, don't be late for work. Don't be late for work. Okay, so we're, we were talking about Kaylee. Uh, let's continue with her. Okay. In Serenity, they, when they're shutting down all the power, she, she runs and runs and, and shuts off the lights. The whole screen is black, and she's like, Okay, now I can't get down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so funny. She's she's always good for a, a one-liner. Or even not even one-liner, but she's very good uh, about Jewel State's very good about facial expressions, and you see it again when she she is, plays Jennifer Keller in Stargate, and you see that mm. uh, reflected with her. I loved her uh, in Stargate. There's a lot of so crossing awesome. over between Firefly and, and Stargate because it was Morena Bakarin who played the Orisai in seasons right. 9 and 10. But like Kaylee with her the strawberries that uh, Shepard mm. Book brings mm-hmm. on, just like, it, it's so obvious that they don't get fresh food very often, the way that she pulls that off. Yeah, everything's packaged, freeze-dried. Protein. Um, protein, tang. It's a single-celled protein combined with synthetic aminos, vitamins, and minerals. Everything the body needs. It doesn't have everything the body needs. <laughs> and she gets the strawberry, and she the way she eats it, you'd think she's having a sexual orgasm or something. <laughs> boom, shabba-lubba-lubba, boom, shabba-lubba-lubba. Seriously, yeah. Which would be probably the closest thing she's had since she was with that other mechanic fellow. <laughs> <laughs> probably, because there's not a whole lot of... They don't really... Since she's the engineer of the ship, they don't really look at her like a girl, which com- comes up later. And Shindig. It does. She cleans up real good. She does. She's pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. Let's see. She, I have in my notes she wants to question the buffet table. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> job and she wants to <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go question the buffet table. <laughs> I, I think that whole episode there really serves to illustrate that she is from the backwoods. She is innocent because she's taking... Yeah, we're talking to those other girls. Yeah, she's taken in by all the fanciness, and then she meets those mean girls who make comments like, oh, your, your seamstress has taken horrible advantage you of you. You have to see to your girl. She yeah. made you a dress looks, she made you a dress looks like it was you bought it in a store. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, her face her is like, she clearly didn't ima- couldn't imagine, like couldn't have conceived there was any place to get a dress other than buying it in a store. I, I wanted to slot that girl right there. Isn't it interesting how when you're very poor, you have handmade clothes and people look down on you, and then in middle class, you have clothes bought in a store, and then in upper class, you're back to having your clothes handmade for you? But there's a difference between handmade, as in your your mother or your wife made them, and somebody it was somebody's job to make this for you, and you paid them money, like more money. But yeah, I see your point. It's it's kind of an odd <laughs> Odd social. It's like a Gaussian curve or something. <laughs> I, I like how after, like the guy comes up and just completely destroys the girl who was insulting Kaylee. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy who says it must have taken you hours to get into that dress. But I hear it only takes a schoolboy's wink to get you out of it. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Calling her a slut in so many words. And then Kaylee ends up surrounded by all these guys, and she's just wowing them. And they're just bringing her food, and it's kind of awesome to see the turnaround there. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely, and you're never coming around. Yeah, well, she's talking yeah. engines and ship stuff, right. stuff well, that they can relate to. So naturally, they find her very interesting. I mean, it, it's like at any party. The the girl who can be friends with the guy is likely the mo- one who is more likely to attract the guys to talk to rather than the prettier ones. Because the pretty ones just want to talk about hair and stuff. And the ones who know about cars, you know, the guys want to talk about their, their cars. <laughs> Oh, it got all quiet. I thought everyone dropped off for a second. <laughs> Can we talk about Jane's song? Just Jane's song. Jane, the man, the man they, they call Jane. Jane. <laughs> I, I Jane. like Jane's version. Jane, the man they call me. <laughs> 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 and when they're drinking the toast to Jane to Jane to me <laughs> I love how it was just completely by accident he didn't even know what he was doing he didn't realize he was famous and then once he finds out that he's famous he completely embraces it for all it's worth I, I, I love the I think the line was go ram it that's where that money went and I love how Wash is saying that Can we go to the backwater planet where I'm a hero? Well I like Simon This is what going mad feels like Here is here. I just stumbled on Wikipedia And happened to click on this episode It says after finishing the episode Adam Baldwin took the head of the statue as a souvenir Nice <laughs> He didn't take the whole statue it, says it was later returned after additional shots were needed And you can, if one looks closely You can see the visible crack where the head was broken off and then reattached. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Another uh, great thing from this episode is uh, Shepherd Book's hair. Oh, Shepherd oh, Book's hair. I love was... Shepherd hair. Oh, my God. He freaks the hell out of River. Freaks the hell out of Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what like does how... River call him? Unnatural? Oh. I don't remember, but I, I do remember she thinks that the, the hair's going to make his head cave in. <laughs> I'm going to call it up. One more thing on the subject of Jane in Janestown. I love that he's so proud that they rioted in his name. And you can tell yeah. he's just so touched by that. because to, to cause him, confusion to, and lawlessness is Jane's most treasured dream. Yeah, his, his, his very character. It's like, you guys threw a riot on account of me? He's genuinely touched by that. And what it takes to touch the heart of this guy is really pretty significant. Also on Jane, I think it was out of gas when we see how Mal first recruited him. Oh, yes. It's not yeah. like really hard to buy off. Just give him a room, a raise, and people to shoot at. I love how Mal just instinctively goes to that, too. You there, you look like you're trouble. How much they pay in you? <laughs> 7% standard. Zoe, you hear that? I'm paying you too much. <laughs> you get your own room? <laughs> just I, I I like that Jane is a mercenary because as long as you pay him, he is loyal. Although it seems like by the time the series is really started, Jane has a little bit more loyalty to 
now at least. If not anymore. I think he's not as much of a mercenary as he thinks he is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean... Fair statement. But, but to some extent, it's reassuring to, to have a sci-fi show where money is still so prevalent. Because, you know, you watch Stargate, and I was raised partially on Stargate, and it's like, oh, we gave up money, and, you know, we're going to better ourselves instead of being charged things. And it's just... They still it's, have money in Star Trek. I think you mean Star Trek. Star Trek. One of the big Star, things Star Trek. in Stargate yeah. is the sheer cost of operating the gate program. Never mind. Sorry. No, but Star Trek. Sorry. I'm. It's the Novocaine. Yes. It's, no, it's not the Novocaine. <laughs> I just mix up words because I can. But yes, it's, it's reassuring to have TV shows that are taking place far in the future that money is still a big motivator for people. We didn't go out and explore the stars out of some idea of the betterment of humanity. We went out to get rich. I mean, you look at private space companies. We've already seen the X Prize claimed for a, a private craft to achieve suborbital. I believe there's a, an even bigger prize for some other conditions as far as space goes. But uh, I was actually reading about this today, a space enterprise solutions or, or something like that. The, the founder of the company is the guy who founded PayPal. They're establishing a, a plan to do space missions and they're actually going to be contracting with NASA because NASA is discontinuing its own space shuttle program. They, they've developed these rockets that can carry double the payload of the space shuttle and you know they're not doing it because space is our destiny. No, they're doing it to make money. You know, they're going to get out into space eventually, find some asteroids kicking around, and they're going to contain like 90% platinum or whatever, and they're going to try and extract that. I mean, we're, all, we're about the profit margin. And if somebody else can benefit while I'm getting rich, hey, that's great. Yeah. Something for everybody. So do we want to talk about another character? Do we want to talk about Inara? Well, we, we jumped from Kaylee to Jane. Did anyone have anything else on Jane? Vera. Vera. Oh, yes. <laughs> How can we forget Vera? In, in the episode, our own Mrs. Reynolds, he gets a gift of a rain stick, and he thinks it's cool until he sees saffron. Hey, uh... You, guys, you forgot to add Somebody's Scott. a Dalek. Into a Dalek. Is that better? Yes, that's better. I was about to say quick word list. My my computer is very old and the sound card is nearly shot. And then Mal steps out of Anara's shuttle and there's Jane standing in the hallway with this big freaking gun. <laughs> and he's like, do I have your attention? <laughs> <laughs> Fairly so. And he just explains all about the gun and why it's so very cool. And I will give it to you. <laughs> Her name's Vera. <laughs> no, no. He says, I will give it to you in exchange for her. She has a name. This has a name. <laughs> and she's very valuable. Yes. Shows this. Uh, and then, uh, Miles line, my days of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the humor in the show. People just have a, a way of saying things and understating things. Like when they're all staring, looking at the statue, and Jane's like, can we get the hell out of here? Mal says, I don't know. This seems like something that merits a moment's consideration. <laughs> the writing is exceptional, but the show is made delivery of all the actors. The actors definitely make the show. Oh, and another uh, great thing about Jane um, and Serenity, when like, Jane has just been particularly rude and is asked to leave the table, Simon asks what Jane's job is, and Mal says, public relations. Yes. 
Oh, I love that. Well, what I found interesting about that, in addition to the hysterical comedy joke right there, he makes a crude remark about Kaylee. Mal jumps up and tells him to leave, and Jane backs down. Jane doesn't back down from anybody. I wonder, is it just because Mal's the one who pays him, or is there something else there? That's I wonder if he realizes when he's been called out on something, he does realize realize when he's gone too far. Well, I mean, there's also the fact that Kaylee is a little like Mal's daughter. He's kind of like the... The first time he saw her, she was naked. I like to meet new people. I will say that when I started watching it, I all I knew was there was a brother and sister as characters. I thought Mal and Kaylee were brother and sister until River and Simon were introduced. So, like, in the first, like, portion of the first episode, that's what I thought. So they have a very brother-sister relationship. I don't think I knew anything about the show before watching it. I was simply told, this is awesome, sit down. I watched the movie before I watched the TV show. For those of you wondering who that mysterious new voice is, let's welcome Catherine to the call. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello. I couldn't get my headset to work, but the array microphone on my computer does work. However, this gets awkward with death roll in my house, so we have to podcast from two different rooms. Where is the dog? In a third room. He's been banished to other parts. Yes, far away from my tasty, Fair. tasty Kool-Aid. And your tasty, tasty leather jacket? I'm the sure funny thing is, the dog, didn't, the dog didn't go after either. He was after death roll. Yeah, he jumped right over the glass on the which was sitting on the floor, admittedly not the best place for it, and jumped right up on me, knocking said glass over, so I didn't even realize it had been knocked over because I was busy dealing with a dog on top of me. What kind of poodle do you have? Standard? Miniature red. red. Miniature. At least it's not a standard. Standard poodles are big. They are really, really big. But I like Jane's philosophy. In Serenity, when they're interrogating that fed, Mal says to him, you only got to scare him. And Jane says, pain is scary. (laughs) (laughs) And he he goes on and he, he, he breaks the guy down. And then he gets pissed off because it was so easy. He starts getting indignant about the poor training of law officers these days. Uh, (laughs) He does have a valid point. You'd expect law officers to be able to go through a little bit. Maybe he's new. He hasn't been on the job that long. Still, it should be part of, like, freshman orientation. (laughs) Here's what to do when you get captured. I don't foresee them having a lot of people back for the second year. You know, ye old sacred hazing rituals. If you can't survive that, get off the force. Well, he doesn't like just maybe just stay away from Jane. And he doesn't just give up straight away. He lies about what that he what information he got out. It's just Jane is experienced enough that he can spot the lies. Yeah, this is not Jane's first rodeo. He's been around. He's beaten up people. He's questioned people. Gee, I've never been in trouble with the law before. But the only thing Jane actually does fear is Reavers. He, he has a very, very healthy fear of Reavers. Who would? Definitely healthy. If you're not scared of Reavers, check to make sure you're not one yourself. Yeah, it's not a phobia. A phobia is described as an irrational fear. <laughs> Jane's fear of Reavers is very rational. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of things that do not scare Jane, police officers, I forget why necessarily they're on the ship. Maybe it was for humanitarian aid for someone who was shot. Somebody remind me. But uh, uh, I, I think in, no, uh, in this case, are you talking about like when they got interrogated or? Yes. Um, or no, no, that that was the that was the Reaver guy. Yeah, 
Well, you were saying bushwhack. That's the one where they got interrogated. Bushwhack is the yeah the, the episode where they find the ship that had been attacked by Reavers. Oh right, right, and they thought that they might have had something to do with it, and they had the supplies that they took off the ship, and they had to haul them out and, and put them right there in front and make it look like absolutely nothing shady was going on. You, you see the scenes with Jane, and he's just got a, he's sitting in the chair, arms folded, staring at the interrogator. Yeah. And not saying a thing. Yeah, I love I love the interrogation scenes, especially the contrast between Wash and Zoe, because <laughs> Zoe absolutely refuses to discuss her marriage, and then it's cut to Wash, and he's going on and on about her legs. <laughs> <laughs> he does have good legs, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing in the interrogation: talk as much as you want about things that they're not interested in. Yeah. Hey, look, Wash, a distraction. Watching exactly. the watching the interrogation is just. Absolutely hilarious the entire time. Yeah, Have you ever been with a warrior woman? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't have that many notes on Wash. We saw a fair amount of him. I don't really he's feel... He's a funny I, character, but he's not necessarily a deep character. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Wash, but... Yeah, he's it's great. It's not like he but, is wrestling with demons, which is refreshing because he is hilarious. I love the flashback in Out of Gas, where he is first oh. introduced, and <laughs> Zoe does not like him. <laughs> and that mustache. Mustache! Hey, 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 hey. I will have you know that I occasionally wear Hawaiian shirts. I'm and a mustache. I've got a mustache. And a mustache. I'm, I'm actually wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. And a mustache. And a mustache. Rugged, self-assured, adult. These are the words that describe the man who wears a mustache. Uh, Catherine, that, like, are you a warrior woman? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I love how uh, in the uh, blooper reel, there's a scene like they have that scene. And when Wash pops up, you look over and uh, both Mal and Zoe have the exact same mustache. <laughs> Awesome. They had extras in the props table. That's awesome. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the bloopers in a while. <laughs> oh, gosh. When we first in the first episode, he's playing with dinosaurs at the console. That is taken from his audition for the character when he's like, I shall name it this land, you know, with the dinosaurs. <laughs> that was his audition for the show. Oh, my gosh. That was taken straight from the the audition, and Joss Wheaton and the other guys who were in on the auditions were like, what is this guy? Oh my god, this man is brilliant! And just had to not only take him, but take that scene and incorporate it into the show, because it was that excellent. If you want to see that actor at his best, see the version of Death at a Funeral that he's in. He's on literally on acid the entire time and it is brilliant you see why this man was chosen for that role the character of wash really helps to push the story along you have so many characters that are dealing with this demon and coping with that past he's a facilitator of the story to take those demons and that character and push him along into this situation in a way that those characters couldn't do on their own. Zoe needs a wash to complement her character and her role. Well, but, you know, that I think saying that he has no demons oversimplifies him. Like, 
War Stories, for example, exactly. is a great example of where he has all these problems. Well, the War Stories is like the one episode that he has the problems. Right. No, no, no. You actually, yeah, you just see that carry a, a little further, like in Heart of Gold, when they're working out the battle plan, he's listening intently and he's like, right, that sounds good. <laughs> And you can tell he has no idea what he's talking about, or he has no understanding of what they were just talking about. No, yeah, yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. He he has quite a bit of to him. He resents the fact that Zoe is also married to Mal. What is it? He oh, says there's one husband too many in this relationship. Yeah. And he I has love the end part of that often. Oh, where Zoe actually makes some uh, dinner? No, the end part of War Stories. When Mal gets back into the kitchen and he's telling Zoe that, okay, somebody else is going to have to give me the quote, but it's that. Hold on. Your husband told me that we, I'm, I don't remember it, but Hold do on you on. remember? Is it the bit where Mal ordered Zoe not to marry him? No, no it's, it's the bit where uh, Mal. It's the part was... where she says, take me, sir, take me hard. That part. <laughs> yes. And then Jane walks in. Something about that was just downright unsettling. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Wash says, t- drag Zoe away, citing Jane's line, we'll be in our bunk. That scene is just hilarious, no matter how many times you watch it. Wash is, is definitely in love with Zoe, because in the Mrs. Reynolds episode, he resists Saffron, and she is a trained seductress. And he's, like, closing his eyes, and he's looking to his, his right, and he's d- trying to look anywhere. But at her, and it, but it is mind. it is funny how he struggles with it. See, th- this mind. is he's... where this is where the Mary and her crazy nephew's line is. As he's backing away from her, he keeps repeating that. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell he's picturing Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day, and he, he's doing it. <laughs> Death roll. I hate you. It wasn't me. It was Mike Myers. I don't care. Up. <laughs> you know, he's doing everything he can to avoid giving in to what he very, very much would like to do. He's like, if I were anyone but me at this point in time. Married to someone he loves who can break him with her pinky. Yeah, he's very much in love and very much... In fear? <laughs> yes. She wears the pants. Okay, it's morning. You're getting ready to go to work. You pull on your pants. You fasten and then zip, the zip and then fasten. Though he does want to buy her a very slinky dress. Well, he probably doesn't get to see her in one too often. I <laughs> do love you, Dalek. No, I'm yep. a dog again. You were you for were, a sec. Yes. Am I better? Yes. Yeah. Believe me, we'd still be laughing if you were. <laughs> Exterminate. Wash has some great lines, too. Like, in the train job, he goes and rescues him from the Alliance-friendly bar fight, and he he pulls the ship up, and he's like, go back inside, or I'll blow a new crater in this moon in a ship that has no weapons. They don't know that. They don't know that. Which Um, is the point of that bluff. (laughs) And then in Objects in Space, he says, uh, oh, that? That sounds like science fiction. And the comeback line is, live in a spaceship. Yeah, but that's science fact. Very true. Which episode is it that they have the impromptu game and then one of the alarms goes off and he says, oh, no, oh, no, what's going on? Something's wrong. Who's flying this thing? Oh, wait, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's in, like, the second episode. Really? Oh, I think it's it's Bushwhacked, which is the third episode. Second, third, same thing. Uh, I love his poem about when Zoe's falling asleep. Oh, yes. Much less beautiful. What he'll recite on her funeral. 
Yes. If Jane slits her throat. It's just a very unpleasant thing to contemplate. But he likes it because he'll get to recite poetry. Less attractive now that she's all corpified. <laughs> and the irony there. <laughs> and let us welcome Scott to the call. Yay! Oh, he's not here yet. Uh, <laughs> Let us welcome Scott to the chat. Let us welcome Scott to the chat. Hello. Yay, chat. Hello, Scott. Hello. Welcome to the call. (laughs) Thank you. We're bouncing all over the place tonight. We're doing primarily character discussions. Do you have anything you would like to say about Wash? Do you like him better with a mustache or without the mustache? Without the mustache, it's better. Mustache is deliberately awkward. I think they did that on purpose. I think they were just trying to give him the whole 70s look. Mustache, look Could be, yeah. One of the things that I watched today was their feature on making everything, and apparently one of his, Alan Tudyk's favorite things was that he got to sit in the big comfy chair all the time. The comfy chair? (laughs) In most of the shows, the captain gets the chair, but the captain doesn't know how to fly the ship, so... He gets to sit in the chair. I did oh, enjoy if- that, actually. You're, you're right. It's always Kirk or Picard or whoever sits in the big chair and presses buttons on the little console. But as, as Mal says to what Kaylee one time, do? as Mal says to Kaylee one time, hey, say that in dummy captain speak, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to be what captain. What about the time ship? when... Wa- <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. What about the time when Wash is flying the, the ship without the controllers? I think this would have been in the Serenity pilot, or it was in the second one, where he was pantomiming holding the controllers, but it was yeah. all the way forward from him. They never caught it until, like, it was all finished. Uh, yeah. yeah. I noticed that just recently. That That's pretty funny. Is that the episode where they're all having the meeting, and he says, who's flying the ship? Oh, yeah, that's me. And then he just leaves and goes to fly the ship again. That's the episode that they're playing Kelvin Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly Kelvin Ball. There seem to be a few too many rules for that. Well, so long as the rules change every time, it's perfectly acceptable. I suppose that is true. Nobody's on the same teams. Well, they did seem to have teams, as far as I could tell, because they had to get somebody else in to add to Jane and Kaylee's team when Wash left. Yeah. One thing I noticed, just going through them all together like this, is that Serenity, the TV pilot, contradicts Serenity, the movie. Really? In what sense? Yeah, because Simon, River was in the box. Yeah. Simon had other people herself. break her out and put her in cryo, and he received the box on Persephone, where they take ship with Serenity. He didn't break her out himself. He hired people to do that. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh, I hadn't noticed that. I think Serenity the movie was supposed to appeal to people who hadn't seen the series. I have to admit that when the movie came out, I hadn't heard of Firefly. And in hindsight, was glad that I'm a slacker and never get to the theater. But if you want a complete story for the moviegoer's sake, it makes better sense for Simon to have taken his sister himself. Otherwise, you don't get to know Simon otherwise. 
Yeah, it gives yeah. him his motivation. I mean, I do like the scene. Like as much, it almost feels like a book to movie change in Harry Potter. <laughs> as much as I like, as much as I like the scene where he's talking to the guy and then he ducks and all the people, all the things get fried or whatever. I prefer yeah, yeah. the where he doesn't because it's like Simon is so not an action guy. Yeah, no, he's it, not. Yeah. A little more sets for his. I mean, I just cannot but. picture Simon going all commando and breaking River out of the place. He well, would have gotten caught in the first five I know. minutes he, he was like so it was too badass to be simon i mean i love simon but the in serenity is like where he was pretending to be the client in jane town oh that yeah. was completely that was poor yeah. actor it was just fun but he's the guy who came up with the scheme to knock over the hospital that is true. So he is a criminal mastermind. He's a criminal he's mastermind, learning. but his, yeah. his modus operandi is to hire the people who are actually going to do the work. He'll come up with the ideas, fine. He's smart enough to, absolutely. I am very smart. But he's not going to necessarily put himself as the wheel man, himself as the gunman. I am very smart. He'll just coordinate and wait in the warehouse. That's true, because he did put it to the, the rest of the crew as, I'd like to hire you guys for a job. Here's the plan, and let, let's execute it. Exactly. Well, Probably in a very of- similar way that he got River out is, I've come up with this plan. I've thought of everything. Here's where you fit into my plan. Speaking of that episode, I want to jump in and say this now. I did love how they spend all this time preparing for what they're going to say and memorizing their lines, and they get <laughs> don't there get to so say like, any of it down that way and pause. One, two, and then three. Jane just says it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we tried to do it, blah 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 blah, and everyone's like, "Are you mentally disabled?" <laughs> yeah. We applied the cortical electrodes, but uh, yeah. that's it. we applied the cortical electrodes, but we're unable to stimulate a response. It also the the scene where um where the that guy starts dying and Simon just comes in, fixes the problem right away, re- recognizes immediately what the problem is just shows you right there how good he is. I am very smart. And he reams the dude yeah. out, right? Every first-year med student should know this. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. I mean, I love it. He's, he's this huge fugitive. There's a price on his head, and he takes the time to ream out somebody who should know better. And- I think that also is, is very telling of his character. He's first and foremost a brother and secondary and very close a doctor. And the rest of his character comes after that. But you know, it, the distinction between brother and doctor is very blurred because you see that he's constantly worried about River's health, her well-being, both psychological and physical. And that brotherly physician persona bleeds out with all his other interactions. It's why he doesn't pursue Kate for so long it's because he's so wrapped up in brother doctor and there's the scene where he basically confronts Jane in the infirmary when he's given him something to knock out his nervous system basically oh yes when he dumps Jane you sell you sold us out and he goes through this whole big thing and Jane's getting increasingly nervous and he says but I will never harm you on this table Yep. The episode is trash, and, and he says, and despite all of that, when you're on this table, you're safe, because I'm your medic. Mm-hmm. And then he just, you know, he finishes up and he walks out, and River just chimes in, also, I can kill you with my brain. Which is one of the good lines. There, there are, are so t-shirts many. with that. There are t-shirts with, I can kill you with my brain. Really? I love it. Yeah. On 
Think Geek. Mm-hmm. Think Geek um, is a wonderful site. I think it's I think it's interesting though that in Trash he says I'll never harm you because in War Stories he dopes him because he wasn't comfortable with with Jane being in charge. Well, that, that's no, that was way before. That was that, way before. That was way before, and it's also <laughs> preventing Jane from doing harm to himself and the rest of the crew with some stupid scheme. Mm-hmm. Which is them- in line with the physician idea. Absolutely. He told him to lie down. That's true. He did. He, he did. He said, you should lie down. And then he basically faints. Yeah. I waited for you guys. Stop that by getting Fortunately, old. he wakes up in time to deliver the line I was aiming for his head. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those those little lines where somebody hears, oh, that was great. Yeah, it was an accident. I should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say about Simon. This is the, young Simon is the only role where I give Zac Efron some cred. Oh, that was going to be my next Wikipedia wait, wait, trivia. Wait, wait, wait. What? The child Simon in the flashback is Zac Efron. Really? Who? Headmaster Zephron. <laughs> <laughs> Zephron. Who? Like, the, the dude in High School Musical. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, no wonder I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> explain it. And they have posters of him in the Harry Potter musical, which is what Death Row was referencing there. Most people who are in nerd culture only know Zephron through the Harry Potter musical. Zephron? They call yeah, him yeah. Zephron. I don't know why. It's very strange. <laughs> okay, putting the dots together. It's like people making up weird names for pairings. It's like Brangelina. Except just one person. Death row? Hello. Hi. You know what, how I was saying that Skype sucks? Yeah, that this would be an proof. example. Yay. Yay. I got through all of Jane's song before I was able to get stuff to even come back. Oh, Aww. no. At least you had good music. At least there was that. The and, scary and part of- is I still remember all the words and I haven't watched that episode in ages. Oh, no. Well, sing it for us if you know it from memory. I had the words. I was going to sing it, but... Okay, maybe not all of it, but I can do most of it. Okay, go for it. This must be what going mad feels like. Jane, the man they call Jane, he robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. He stood up to the man and he gave him what for. Our love for him now is hard to explain. The hero of Canton, the man they call Jane, now Jane saw the mutters backs breaking. He heard the mutters lament. He saw that magistrate taking every dollar and leaving five cents. He said, you can't do that to my people. You can't crush them under your heel. So in five seconds flat, he strapped on his pack and stole everything Boss Higgins had to steal. He robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. Stood up to the man man and he he gave him what for. for Our our love burned. burned. (laughs) Our dear that was damn near perfect. That was the first hope of hopefully many Pluffle Exchange sing alongs. <laughs> yeah, really? that's the first one podcast for a while. There's no songs in Babylon 5. No, there really isn't. That's true. No, there's not. So we could have done... Cried out, no hiding place. Oh, we should have sung that. No hiding place. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, well, no. A song that I definitely remember from Babylon 5 is, um, it's one of the later ones with, uh, I don't remember what his name is, one of the Rangers, I think it starts with an M, like at the end of it, he's singing the uh, Modern Major General or something. Yes. Oh, that Mar- was good. Marcus, but P.S. isn't going to watch that far, so don't tell her. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't know that part. That sounds familiar. Anyway... Yeah, Back anyway. to the right show. <laughs> Back to Firefly. About Simon, as we were talking about, I love how in that scene in the hospital, he deflects the attention from himself. People say, start to say, well, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? And he just doesn't even pay any attention to that. He just starts yelling at this guy and Silence. making the problem about him and the way he screwed up and the way he almost just killed this patient. And he demonstrates quite clearly that he is a doctor and he does deserve to be there and and he just walks off and nobody questions and they're looking at this other guy. What's he doing here? Exactly. Is he some sort of imposter? <laughs> no, that's brilliant. I it was really one. weird seeing him with different hair. I watched the inter- cast interviews and things and yeah. Oh yeah? How do you look? He had really spiky hair. It was all over the place. Very weird. not Simon. Yeah. No, not Simon. <laughs> Simon's too clean cut for such nonsense. <laughs> Simon so is nice. lovely. He's so nice and respectful, and oh no, not not with Kaylee. No, no, that would never, never no. appropriate. Not with hair gel. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> And I like how there's the discussion that he has with Kaylee about swearing and, you know, how it's never really appropriate. And he, when he finally does swear, and it's at the statue of Jane. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's not an appropriate time to swear. And that is definitely one of the times. <laughs> Darn Putin. No, this is what going mad feels like. And, yep. <laughs> and they start singing the song, and he's plugging. He not his only has a statue, he has a folk song. Oh, and. I loved the line, then Simon gets drunk with Kaylee. They were so cute in that scene until they got uh, sober. Yeah, oh. then it was awkward. Yeah, then I swore to you, he's like, oh, no, we didn't. I mean, I would never, <laughs> not with Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. Why not with Kaylee? Exactly. Why not with Kaylee? And the, but, uh, the only girl in the world spit. Uh, in. That was the worst yeah. thing he could that have possibly was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> If he said that on its own without first saying, well, everyone else I know is either professional or married or my sister. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, you forgot about the weird alien cow thing. Because isn't oh. that in... Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. that scene, yeah. Proof of alien life. We are not alone in the galaxy. And then she storms off and Wash comes in. Yeah. <laughs> So Simon gets drunk and he starts telling Kaylee about how he sewed a girl's leg back on her and she named a, like a hamster after him. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. He's promoting just... the fact that like it's nothing compared to what you know Jane actually dumps a bunch of money and he gets a town named after him. And in the same episode, it really amuses Weimar. Anara assumes this mysterious hero is Mal. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know him. He's just, he's got this weird honor complex. I mean, he's a really nice guy, but he, wait, you know Jade Cobb? It's like, (laughs) wait, Jane? (laughs) What? Who are you talking about? Yeah, I I did love that. I love her sputtering to Nas. I mean, she loves Mal 
so Clearly. much. The both of them have it so bad for each other, and neither of them will even come close to admitting it. Uh, I think the only point when Inara really does admit it is in Heart of Gold when he beds. Uh, what was her name? Nandy. Yeah. And she discovers him coming out of her room, and it's like, oh, oh no, everything's fine. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, she's certainly worth taking advantage of. Yes, I, I hope you did. And then she runs off, and she's crying. She has really herself. poor taste, and. And yeah, yeah, disappointed <laughs> in her, and then she goes off and cries. It's like, wow, she's a professional companion. She has uh, gone and caught feelings for someone she's never even she's never accepted him as a client. And there's also the uh, great bit in Armistice Reynolds when uh, she finds Mal unconscious and kisses, kisses him, and then and falls unconscious herself. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she, yeah. She says yeah. This is Reynolds' episode yeah. because it's Saffron's lipstick. Well, she almost admits that she caught the drugs because she kissed him when he was lying there mm-hmm. and then Mal breaks in with I knew I knew Sam- you kissed her kiss her <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and, just and then he just turns and walks away and he's so very satisfied with himself yeah it makes me wonder like who on the ship knows that they have feelings for each other I think everyone does yeah except Jane well yeah well, yeah okay. James Vera his gun <laughs> no I think even Vera knows <laughs> this James has name her name is Vera. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Vera knows the um, awkwardness between Mal and Anara. Jane doesn't, but Vera does. Uh, that may be true. She's a very smart gun. Yes. Observant. Yes and, yes, and she gets to get all prettied up and go shoot shoot inanimate objects. Fantastic. Or animate objects sometimes. That sounds like a date. <laughs> <laughs> she gets her own spacesuit. That's true. That's true. Yeah, she the needs oxygen in order to work. <laughs> Can I point out that I love the physics of the show? So do I. <laughs> silence in space. Yes, silence in space, and they make an effort to not ignore the fact that space is a vacuum and it is very cold. Between the fact that whenever you see Serenity out in space, there's no sound. There's no sound of the engines powering up or anything, and that Vera needs a space suit to work. Mm-hmm. How brilliant is that? That is careful, thoughtful writing to not piss people like me off. Well, a way to experience, like, explain how well they are with the physics of the shows. My brother is currently, my brother introduced me to this show, and he's not a big sci-fi nerd like I am. He's, you know, he can take it or leave it, but he loves Firefly. He is getting his PhD in biophysics, and he loves this show. <laughs> and he's so, not a huge nerd. What? What does he do? He's, he's, <laughs> studies. He studies. That I mean, he and my father are the biggest Ravenclaws you you will ever meet. What are they like? Seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she meant it that way. <laughs> And they also, they use the physics of space in out of gas when there's the big explosion. Mm-hmm. They open the airlock and flies out into space. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that visual too with the twisting pillars of fire just so shooting cool. through the entire ship and going out into space. And you open up the part of the ship that's on fire to the vacuum of space and all of a sudden no more fire. But it's also interesting that they put into that that no more fire, but now they have no air. Yeah, yeah. That is a problem. But physically accurate. Yeah, it wasn't just open the reserve tanks. It was Well, they were light- expecting to have backup life support when they did it, so it made sense to get rid of the fire as quickly as possible, but it turns out yeah, what blew up was the backup life support. There's 
there's space, they're in space, and there's a vacuum outside, and there is no time to second guess yourself. You got to react instantly, or you're all going to blow up and die. And it's going to be very sad because no one will ever know because they're way out in the fringes of space. It wouldn't have been nearly as fun to just have a big red fire extinguisher. So, you know, <laughs> shocking lapse of safety standards in the future. Oh, well, it's, it's an old ship, it's kind of falling apart. So, you know, some of those all things. The more are reason to over. have the proper safety equipment on board. There that is. is true. What are you, OSHA? I well, work in I will say that they probably they probably could use an environmental health and safety officer. Your clothes disintegrate. <laughs> just you admitted it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they can say. Jane does. He's not public relations. He's health and safety. Oh, so much. Well, he definitely does safety. He does. Yeah. Uh, see here, the gun the gun won't fire with the safety on. you got to turn it off. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more of when he was hanging from Serenity, the one where River gets kidnapped. That would be... Are it's, you thinking Ariel or... Um, safe, I think, right? Safe. safe. The one oh, yeah. where we get the line, big damn heroes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. The one where... I love she didn't get kidnapped. He got kidnapped because they oh, needed yeah. the doctor. Yeah. No, they and kidnapped well, both of them. Well, no. Kaylee yeah, ran after she, him. Because it, she came up to them and was like, hi. Yeah, but they were after him because they needed a doctor. To right, right. Okay. And then she got them in trouble because they think she's a witch. She, she's a witch. She's a mind reader or as is later termed a reader when they're talking about her abilities in uh, objects in space. I think it was. Yeah, and... and the leader of this village had killed the old leader. And, oh, she's a witch. Might we burn her? Yeah. Well, we first need to see if she floats. Then we can <laughs> see if she's a witch. Well, I, I do love the... Uh, that always makes me... Th- every time the scene comes up, it reminds me of... She turned me into a newt. A newt? I got like better. A better. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> so many opportunities to reference Monty Python. It goes with anything. It, it does. really does. What impresses me about Monty Python is that the TV show is 40 years old, and it's still frickin' hilarious. <laughs> you can put in, like, the cheese shop, or the restaurant sketch, or spam, or fruit or the karate. Or of funny walks. The Ministry of Silly Ministry Walks. Of silly walks. Yeah. Um, the funniest joke in the world. Yeah. When ist das Nunstuck get uns Slottermeier? Yeah, Bayern das Oder de Flipperwald gesput. That one I haven't seen. <laughs> It's the funniest joke in the world, and people, it's literally so funny that people die from laughter after hearing or reading the joke. And a team of specialists works to translate the joke into German, working on one word each for safety. And they translate the joke into German, and the Allied troops can't understand it, but the Germans can. And they use the joke warfare to win World War II, and then joke warfare is outlawed. And- uh-huh. I like uh, Confuse a Cat. Confuse a Cat Limited. I need to watch more of those. I really do. I'm a fan of the Spanish Inquisition one. Who is that? It's always fun. Keep listening to Poofway Exchange episode. There's going to be quite a few references to the Spanish Inquisition. Yes! I'm sure there will be. There's always opportunities to come references? in again. What was that, Bob? Are they expected references? <laughs> um... No, they are not. Of course not. <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Or the Spanish Inquisition reference. In fact, those true. who do... <laughs> ...are obviously hosting the show. Yes, indeed. And we're doing a damn fine job of it. I can't believe we have like eight people on the call. I oh, don't say that. Don't say that. 
<laughs> suddenly it's down to three. Yeah, suddenly. Okay, Rosie, you haven't said a damn word all night. Go. Uh, there, there are just so many people here. I'm, I'm shy. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm calling you out. Um, Pick a topic, any topic. A topic, any topic. Um, the music. I want to talk about the music. Go for um, it. I, I absolutely adore the soundtrack. And like playing the violin myself, I, I, I've gotten my hands on a few of like the sheet music pieces. And it's just gorgeous. And I, I love how, you know, like we were talking about earlier, how it's in the future and in the past at the same time. And I think... The, the music is like so true to folk styles and Western culture and things, but it's it still has elements of like sci-fi themes that we recognize. And I I listen I I actually have Scarlet to thank for this, but I I, I have the, the soundtrack and I listen to it all the time. And my my favorite song is the one that that River dances to. Mm, that um, one's my yeah. that is a good one from Safe. That, yeah, and just that that whole episode is really good. The, the that music was an just interesting always part jumps too. The, the whole dichotomy between gun battle and ribbon dancing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I like how she knows when uh, mm-hmm. was book it has book? Been shot. Yeah, when book gets shot, she just stumbles in her dance, and she knows. And that's very interesting because she's miles away. How could she possibly know? But she does know, and it's just one more question: What did the alliance people do to her? Well, mm-hmm. the- thing I noticed is it's not so much she notices when Book gets shot. She notices when Mal sees that Book was shot. Hmm. Really? Oh, that's true. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. I'll have yeah. to go look at that again. That, that is... That's, that, but... that's well, interesting. She notices when we see that Book has been shot. So it's kind of the same thing, but it, it makes more sense for the flow of the episode as well. Are we on River now? Uh, we we be. can be. I like her line in safe since we were talking about that episode they've delivered the cows and she just says they forgot how to be cows now they remember they see the grass and the open sky and they remember what it is to be cows and mel says is it it weird that i actually understand what she just said or something of that sort yeah who says that is that mal that's mal no is it yeah something along the lines of is it bad that that didn't sound entirely crazy because that's Basically what he's doing all this time, searching for the open sky. Yeah, trying to remember what it is to be free. Human. Oh, no. Now I have Beauty and the Beast in my head. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Quick, quick, let's... The most recently released Potterfic Weekly was full of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Partly Sue's fault, partly mine. Sorry about Uh, that. dear. (laughs) Okay, I have a quote that I like. I just have to find it. Where is it? Well, Scarlet, Scarlet, do you want to, do, you, do you find it or do you need time? I found it. Okay, okay um, sure. Um, okay, this one's from Shindig when Badger has them all holed up in Serenity, waiting for Mal to either escape or get killed during that. Everyone's planning, okay, we need to come up with a distraction. We need to come up with a way out. Let me do this and I'm going to butcher the accent. I don't care. And then Badger's asking, who are you? You're a passenger? Do you have a secret? And she just turns around and, sure, I got a secret. More than one. Don't seem likely I'd tell them to you now. Do it. Anyone off mm-hmm. Dutton Cal- Colony knows better than to talk to strangers. You're talking loud enough for the both of us, ain't you? I've known a dozen like you, skipped off home early, running graft jobs here and there, spent some time in the lockdown. But less than you claim. And you're what? Petty thief with delusions of standing? Sad little king of a sad little hill. And then he says something about, like, 
Good to see someone off from the home colony. The old not homestead. Really. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, not, not really. really. Call me if anyone interesting shows up. Yeah, yeah like that would have we been the exact sort of distraction we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that and was I the love kind that of distraction bad- we could use. And I love that Badger has a flamingo pin on during that whole thing. Okay, Apparently sorry. that was the costume designer's thing. Every show that she's on, she tries to put a flamingo in. Catherine, I, I didn't know you worked on the show. I admit nothing. <laughs> I approve of the flamingos. Okay, small tangent. Who squeezes over Mark Shepard? Because <laughs> I totally squeeze over Mark Shepard, and I hate Romo Lampkin. For those of us who don't, who is that? Mark Shepard was Badger. Okay. Okay. He's also been in Leverage, like a bunch of shows that he's Romo Lampkin. You know what? I actually did have that note down. I asked, is that Romo Lampkin? I haven't watched it. It is Romo Lampkin without the cat. Or the dog. <laughs> but no, I, I have a thing for Mark Shep. Not like a thing. Also- thing but like- <laughs> a thing thing? He was in an old X-Files oh, that popped up the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Badger and Romo Lampkin simultaneously. He's- Mark Shepard is the son of a very famous British actor. And he is best known for doing spot appearances on, like, every show that is considered he good. He's on every show ever. He's on everything. He's on Stargate, I think, at one point. He's He was just- on a CSI. He was on two, apparently. Was he anybody cool on one in Stargate? I've seen all of that. I might remember. Um, um, he was in Warehouse 13 last season. And I think he's going to be on Doctor Who next season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> he's going to be like, one character, and his father is going to be an older version of the same character. Ooh, Very nice. That's a good way to the do he's, fo- he's being on all the things that Pofo Exchange covers. Was he he on Babylon 5? I don't know. I haven't watched the whole thing. You tell me. I don't think so. Don't think so. Unless that's a spoiler that he's not on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So I I googled Babylon 5 Mark Shepard. And the first thing that says is an article from The Watcher that says Mark Shepard explains his plan to take over TV. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, He was on, let's see, Dollhouse, Burn Notice, NCIS, Middleman, In Plain Sight, Bionic Woman, 24. His father was on Babylon 5. There you go, so there's a connection. It says Mark Shepard's dad is the great character actor W. Morgan Shepard, who actually had two roles on Babylon 5. That's hilarious. He really is everywhere. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's do this by Googling (laughs) W. Morgan Shepard Babylon 5. Okay, while she's doing that, interesting fact about Badger, Joss Whedon actually wrote that role for himself. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? In fact, fact, all the costumes had been fit. For Joss Whedon. And, and why didn't he do it? Because Mark Shepard's a bamf. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere in the middle of shooting, he found out, oh, that this is the role that the writer wrote for himself. Gulp. <laughs> no okay, W. Morgan Shepard was an unnamed soul hunter. So I guess he was one of the other soul hunters and not the main two main ones. Okay. Soul hunter. And he was Jakar's uncle Justin. Yeah. Nice. Fair, 
Very Apparently nice. he was a runner-up for being Jakar, but... Uh, yes, he was originally supposed to be Jakar. Ooh, cool. that's so, interesting. I learned that little tidbit from Ryan. Of course. <laughs> so W. Morgan Shepard, his character is called Canton on Doctor Who. <laughs> As a hero of? <laughs> very, very excellent. W. Morgan, the hero of Canton! <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't yep. have quite the same ring to it. No, no, not at all. And none of the same tune. Oh well. Okay, back to, what about yeah, back, <laughs> back to River. We are going uh, back to River. I liked River in the Janestown episode because she says the Bible is broken. It doesn't make sense. I'm fixing it. Mm-hmm. You don't fix the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good seed, yeah. And then she tries to come and bring the pages back because she broke his symbol and the turned into paper and then discovers the mass of hair hides the shepherd. Poor girl. Anybody would be scared by that. Yeah. Yeah. The hair. The hair. And he doesn't pick up on it. He doesn't realize, oh, that changed. It must have frightened her. I mean, I think we all know that babies are frightened the first time they see a bald head or... You know, somebody a man in a hat. A man in a hat or a man with a huge beard. You know, most of your world leaders have mustaches. Anything different from what they're used to, from what their fathers look like. Usually exactly. they get afraid. And she takes Zoya back, too, so I mean, it's got to yeah. have some impact. Well, it startled her, but she didn't run away screaming, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> so, what's going on? Whoa! <laughs> and and I did the- like that reaction because it shows you that River isn't really overreacting all that much because this is genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. It's and then just- in the and then in the next episode, regarding the whole she's talking about the Bible bre- being broken, she says that your Bible says don't be afraid. But you are afraid. You're afraid we're going to run out of air. That we'll die gasping. But we won't. That won't happen. We'll freeze to death first. That's oh, not that's very comforting. comforting. Thank you, River. Yep. Yeah. But she is right. <laughs> it's true. River is... I, like, I have... I, when I saw this, I had to give mad props to Summer Glau because she just has the right touch of crazy. Has she ever played a normal character? No. no in fact, XKCD has pointed that out. No, I take that back. She played herself in an episode of the Big Bang Theory. She was on a train and the guys were That's on true. a train and they were trying to approach her because, oh my God, it's Summer Glau. And she was a normal human being in that role of herself. There you go. She was Marina and Angel. Yes, and um, apparently, like for that one scene, she got a uh, standing ovation from the cast and crew. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which scene? The ballerina scene in Angel that she was in. So is she oh, really okay. a ballerina? Because she, um, the stuff that she, as I mean, as River, she obviously dances and yeah. her fighting is very well choreographed. It's dance like training. When they came up with the. Cor- with the fight choreography for the movie Serenity, they tried to incorporate the way that Summer Glau moves because she is a dancer. And I think it got incorporated into one of her, the other shows she's been in, the dancing. Mm. Well, they just said she was a ballerina, so on Angel. And safe because she was dancing. And safe. Mm-hmm. Apparently she auditioned she for the Pink Power before. Ranger, apparently. Yeah. That dates me so much. Which series? And the fact yeah, that I know enough to ask that question labels me. It just says on one of the Power Rangers series. I'm going to have to investigate this more Wikipedia citation. Yeah, definitely do that. The Wikipedia citation takes me to GQ magazine. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Interesting so, place to know about Power, Power Rangers. TS is reading GQ. Let's just make that clear. It doesn't say. It just the quote that from the interview is I was almost the pink power ranger. 
All right, what year? This is how you do research. Well, her first television credit was in 2002, with, which is the Angel episode where she was a ballerina. What year so, is the interview? Oh, the interview is from 2008, but I didn't realize, I didn't, didn't think that that was recently. That she, it says that was her first audition ever, oh. was the Pink Power Ranger. Okay. I, that there's no way of being able to tell when that was then. Yeah. Hmm. It's before oh, well. she met Joss apparently, so sometime before 2002, but Oh well, would have been interesting to know who beat her out for the role. Not mm-hmm. that very many distinguished actresses have gone through that show. But <laughs> <laughs> you never know. There's an interesting deleted scene from Armis's Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Scott, did you watch the deleted scenes? Oh, I, I love did. that deleted but, scene. Uh, with the pillow? With the pillow. The, um, yeah, the book has been making up Saffron's bunk for her, and River comes and steals the pillow and uh, yeah. Yeah. decides she has to marry Simon because everybody has to be married. And Simon is. And because she's in the family Simon. way. Yes, that's what she does with the she, pillow. She puts the pillow on her shirt. <laughs> I love I, it. it was apparently everybody's favorite scene, but it didn't impact the rest Make of the story, so they could manage to they could afford yeah. to cut it. Well, it was, which is too bad because that would have been great comedy, especially for such an episode where it's like it's very intense and like who is this person? What's going on? It would have been nice to break it up. Yeah, and Simon's nice is Simon's line is pretty nice with that. Um, like that that only happens on the really bad planets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, where brother brothers and, sister brothers and sisters don't marry each other. Well, maybe some planets, but generally they're pretty <laughs> bad ones. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it sad that I think I figured out the Power Ranger thing? Because the, there was no Pink Ranger in the 2002 series, so maybe I went back to 2001, and it seems that Power Ranger's Time Force was in 2001, and the Pink Ranger was play, played by Aaron Cahill. Are you familiar with that, Death Roll? Yeah, I know who that is. And I remember the series. Time Force was actually a really well-done series. I was never allowed to watch Power Rangers. I only watched the original. You were, you're I, quite deprived. I never watched Power Rangers. It, it was, it was quote-unquote violent. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it on TV, but I've watched a few of the episodes online. I watched Jungle Fury, I think. I watched most of those. I have and I've started the original one, but haven't got very far. I have the first four seasons on Region 2 DVD. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And I want to get the next two to finish off the the big arc. And after that, it stops being so arc-based from series to series. And every series is more contained and insular. And after that, they stop publishing them in English. The Region 2 is Europe. And the primary language on these DVDs is German. (laughs) Okay. They never released any of the DVDs in this region, though, so you got to take what you can get. Huh. Wow. It's really weird watching those old episodes because you realize that, like, half the actors are dead. Oh, that's Cherry. Apparently, they're reintroducing the the two comic villains in the newest series, though, or at least one of them. The guy who played Bulk is coming back and being a, a mentor to some other little comic villain character so, oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> paul schreier mm-hmm. is coming back to that show that poor guy <laughs> i can't remember where i came across that but somehow i came across a link to the commercial about it 
Yeah. That's even more sad than Jason David Frank coming back to the show. And who is he? Tommy. Oh, okay. The, the green, white, red, black. The Ranger. Ranger. I liked Billy. Interestingly enough, Jason David Frank went on to do mixed martial arts, and he competed in not Ultimate Fighting Championship, but one of the other really top-level organizations. And he won. He won his fight. Hmm. There you yeah. go. Interesting little side note on him there. Mm-hmm. And you want what to know the hell does the hell does any of this have to do with Firefly? And you know who's even cooler than a Power Ranger? River, because she is back to River. We are going there you to go. Segway. Um, well, one of the lines I like by River is it's I think near the beginning of Safe when Mal is complaining about her yelling, she says that the human body can be drained of blood in 8.6 seconds at the vaccine system. Yeah. That's so cheerful. <laughs> Morbid and creepifying, I don't have a problem with. It's just, she's doing it so loudly. Yeah, something like that. I like yeah. how she's gathered up some berries or, or whatever, and she's sharing them with Simon. And he's like, oh, these are delicious. Yes, except they're poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's playing a, a practical joke on him. So she she's still got her sense of humor. The real river is still in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has her creepy moments, like two by two, hands of blue. Yes, that was very, very creepy. Those guys were creepy. Yes, and their weapon was just, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. In, an- in anatomy, we were, we've been having to dissect a cat, and some of the gloves that my... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But some of the gloves that my teacher has out are blue, and I just kind of look at them, and oh. I... Oh! <laughs> no, we have a big old box of blue gloves at my work. <laughs> Yes. For when we're there's, dealing with goo. <laughs> there's apparently as a scene on Castle where Nathan Fillion as Castle has to put mm-hmm. on gloves for some reason and he makes the little symbols about two by two hands of blue in the middle of the scene just to, uh, sort of a call <laughs> oh, out to cool. the Firefly ha- plan. Yeah. Fans. I love it. There's I love a lot. It. Of I must watch this show. This is this is compelling me to watch <laughs> Castle. <laughs> oh, not another one that I have to add to my list. Watch Castle and then sign up for the Pufu Exchange. <laughs> yeah, right. I have- Shameless plug. Hey, I intend to lead a group on it, so why not? Mm-hmm. Like, I have time to watch another one? Yeah, there, no, there's, uh, there's a lot. It's senior year of- here. I'm trying to graduate. Well, the good, thing, the good thing about Castle is that we don't need to necessarily discuss any episode plots, and we can discuss just characters, because it's a police procedural. Scarlett, I'm in my senior year of college. I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> I have a job. Quite that note, like, Meh. Meh, meh, meh. Meh. <laughs> I refuse to be dignified. Somebody else Yay. talk. <laughs> Okay. An interesting little parallel, the girl we were looking up who we think might have beat out Summer Glau for the Pink no, Ranger has also been on Castle. So there you go. Oh my god, it's like, it's like two degrees of separation, two degrees of Summer Glau. Yeah, two degrees of Firefly, <laughs> because Castle has an actor from Firefly. Remember the magical possessed ship? Yes, yes. I oh, thought no, that no. was great. Yes. I love lo- how she was so fascinated. This is a different episode, sorry to jump around, but I love how she's so fascinated with space in the one where the... Yes, I don't where they have to hide outside the ship, and yeah. Simon and is like terrified to turn around, and she's just... And Simon looks to I want to go again, I want to go again. Yeah. <laughs> that and would be bushwhacked. 
And then she has the same expression on her face when she's asking Mal to permission to reboard the ship at the end of Objects in Space. I like that. She seemed almost normal at that point. What, like a real girl? Well, like the fact that he says, oh, your brother almost messed all that up. And yeah, I got to keep an eye on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. She Which has her lucid stark moments. contrast to how that episode I love the apple chase, starts. too. That's fun. Oh, the apple chase. <laughs> Which is then compounded by her use of the same line in a very creepy situation. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. that was... I think that's one of the things that changed a little bit between the series and Serenity the movie. Because in order to make the movie, they sort of had to take her back a couple steps to being completely weird again. Whereas mm-hmm. I, I assume if there had been more the series had gone longer, she would have continued to sort of progress. I mean, I'm sure there would have been snaps of where she's doing really weird things and such, but there, they would have also been looking into more the people who did it to her and all this other stuff, as opposed to just having that sort of be the only way she is, you know? Which is why they should make more. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. There's so much good in, in the show and the series and so many, just like, everything. Lay, so many clues laid for future things that they never got a chance to get into. Thank you, foreshadowing. Aren't you an author? <laughs> I know all the good book words that talk about literature, yeah. Right, in the book books? In the book yeah. books. <laughs> yes, words that go in book books. So Nothing to do. Of Jane reading his letter. I loved Jane. I have yes. forwarded this the end. Clo- oh, it closed. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I loved about this series that I actually found researching it is that there's a lot of Soviet stuff that they put into this series, like a crazy yes. Ivan yeah, is an actual a, remover. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a naval maneuver, and you just suddenly turn to your left or right, and you can hear if anyone's behind you. Mm-hmm. Nifty Soviet trick there. They had all sorts of things they drew on for this. Like Out of Gas was meant to be a submarine episode, basically. A lot of them, you get your '70s cowboy shows. They've got Jane Austen in the middle of Shindig. Because they have their big dance and the mm-hmm. conversation whilst dancing, and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I like that because it definitely feels real. It feels like this universe has been spawned from our own world and our own timeline because all the cultural stuff is there. And absolutely everybody somehow knows Mandarin Chinese. Yes. Well, or at least the dirty words. Yeah. There's the the Anglosphere, and then there's China Sphere, and these are the, the huge, thank you ps <laughs> that's actually quite i redeemed myself <laughs> yay <laughs> the anglosphere and then the sinosphere are the two major powers that are going to survive into the future and in, in a mandarin chinese and english whether american british or aussie is all going to be folded into the same and you know we're, we're gonna uh, it, both that it's was also a really interesting concept. It's great to see that the different kinds of English still survive. Like, there's Cockney. Mm-hmm. They survive on different colony planets, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that one fellow, uh, Adlai Niska, who's German. It worked really well, but it seemed a little stereotypical. Mm. Ah, yes, the um, evil twisted torturer will be the German, you know. Like you half expected to see him with a swastika banner on it's the like, wall. Um, Year of Darkness. Dumbledore's army in the Year of Darkness. They bring in the guy who's 
from Germany oh, yeah. who's the yes, major yeah. torturer. Wait. I imagine him played by the same actor. Wait, what, was he German or was he... I heard it... I, yeah, heard I think he was Russian. No, he was German. He called no, everybody hair instead of that, Lord. That accent was... That accent. I thought he was Russian. Russian. I thought it was supposed to be a Czech. I seem to remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, he may not be actually Czech. German, but definitely Germanic anyway. Mm. Yeah. Something else about Niska, not Niska himself, but when Mao's returning the money, I really like that scene. It's that a little just the here, I'm going to give you the money he gave us ahead of time. No, you can't do that. Kick him into the engine. Yeah. Get to the next one. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give you this money. <laughs> oh, I perfectly agree. Best for everyone. Let's be going. Right. I, I do have to say. Niska creeps the hell out of me. Uh-huh. As well he should. I mean, I love He's the part too, where he's yeah. explaining about reputations, and he opens up the meat locker door, and there's a guy hanging upside down from his heel. And the my reputation? Shit. Yeah, definitely has basis. Now yeah. you know. How you know my reputation? When you finish the job, then I will know your reputation. Yes. Bit of a segue. To, I don't know if we really talked about Book, but it's kind of creepy that both Niska and Book in the War Stories episode are talking about the same mm-hmm. book. Um, something yes. About, yes. The, the uh, same writings of uh, Shen Yu. Which yes, makes me that crazy because that just makes us want to know more about Book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Find the comic. That's one of the things they never got to go into that really would have been neat. And I haven't read the comic, so I can't comment if they actually do go into it. I'm just having to bite my lips here. I've read it. It's interesting. Which well, one? We are just... the. There's a graphic novel dealing with the shepherd's tale. Okay. I've read two of them, but not that one. Well, we will um, have to definitely set up another session where we can talk about them. Could be Yay. fun. Yay. 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 Anybody else got anything they wanted to throw out right now Steph, at this I'm moment in time? I'm surprised you didn't ask what I shipped. <laughs> oh, dear. P.S. What yes. do you ship? I am intrigued by the possibility of Simon Jane. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Jane book because they're always just together. <laughs> what did you say? I thought you were going to say Jane Book because they're always lifting weights together. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. See, see, wait, no, but, but a more legitimate ship would be Kaylee and Nara because Kaylee's been to Nara's shuttle multiple times. Well, I get the impression that's like a sisterly relationship. Well, yeah, Although I do mention at one point that Anara needs to accept Simon as a client so he and Kaylee can get together. <laughs> He's kind of like the uh, magistrate's son. Yeah, he really is. I think it's not so much that as the fact that I mean, I think it would have been better as if if we had more seasons. But the fact that it was a season long, I mean, ninety not even a season, not even a season. But I mean, we have a full season that they produced. The fact that it's like ten, twelve episodes means that. You get, you know, he's worried about his sister ninety percent of the time, mm-hmm. and the other, and you know, five percent of the time he is very attracted to Kaylee, but putting his foot in his mouth constantly. And the other five percent of the time he's like eating, sleeping, and doing you know all the rest of the things that need to be for him. Or getting threatened. If you wanted to say everyone. go to the bathroom. You can say go to the bathroom. <laughs> Is that where I was going? But I said all of the things that needed to be done for him. (laughs) I'm sure Simon poops too. Everybody poops. I read it in a book. (laughs) 
Oops in your pants, according to the Vlogbrothers. Yes. And then the monkey and then the monkeys throw it around in ma- in Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was uh, one of the things I was going to bring up when we were talking about that is another bit from the interviews is Alan Tudyk was not impressed that he kept getting all the long sequences of stuff to say. <laughs> Everybody else would say dongma or whatever, and he would have this big long sentence because the writers would toss around something and say, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they said something that's five words long? And yeah, but if you translate that into Chinese, it's going to take a page. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was slightly bitter about that. Can't imagine why. All right. I'm ready to call it for tonight. I definitely feel there's more to say, so I'd like to invite everyone to come back next week. Same Maybe I can get her on time next time. Who knows? Same Pufu Exchange time, same Pufu Exchange channel. I'll be more punctual time. <laughs> and the same Pufu Exchange insanity and off-topicness. Yay! <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. In celebration throughout the land. And on that note, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.